0: blue and white. That doesn't even sound right, right? Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Ding dong, touchdown.
1: Five o'clock straight up on a Thursday killing the dismount. Gonna go to the phone lines here too. We had a good first hour of hockey talk. We'll get back into some pucks in the six o'clock hour, but joining me now one of my favorite people. He's my partner on Euler and Moats on Steelers Nation Radio. He is a former Steelers, Bills, and Cardinals linebacker, nine-year NFL veteran, number fifty-five, Arthur Moats. What's going on, Motesy? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Thanks for uh, for taking a couple minutes with me, partner. I'm sure uh, I got to ask you. You know, I know you got three little ones and got the wife. You guys got any big plans for tonight?
0: No man, actually, you know, we're we're just you know taking it easy, man. So
1: man, we're man. What about you? To... <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna be here till seven, and then I think the uh, I think the wife and I are gonna hit a little a little late night Mexican, go to one of our favorite spots Ooh, when I get home. Okay. Yeah,
0: I like it.
1: Yeah, so you know, I was originally gonna cook her dinner tonight. Was the was the original plan, and then when I got asked to fill in for Adam. You know, I, I went to her and I said, "Baby, I'm really sorry, but I think you know I, sh- <laughs> I, I should do this show." And she said, "Oh, no problem. Just take me out for Mexican when you get home, like real nonchalant." She didn't care. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's fine. Just take me out for Mexican.
0: <laughs> oh, I like it, man. See, look, as long as it works for both of you, that's all that matters.
1: <laughs> exactly. Antonio Brown saga continues. The the carousel spins round and man. round. And uh, <laughs> on Tuesday. Uh, the, the big bombshell of a tweet from AB. Thank you, Steeler Nation. Now official, Antonio Brown has requested a trade, but he does know that he has to be traded. He's telling people
0: to comment where they want him to go, where he thinks he should go next. I'm like, dude, you realize that the Roonies control everything right now. The Steels organization is going to control if they even deal you or not. And then they could be spiteful, and because of how you've handled the situation, they could send you to the worst possible situation for you. So if anything, man, I think you should really tread lightly going forward.
1: Yeah, and you and I kind of talked about this a little bit, uh, I think, on Tuesday. I I, I love – The Rooney family and everything they stand for. And they have done right this whole time. They paid AB his last Mm -hmm. game check, even though they could have, you know, that could have been an issue. They paid him his last game check. They have left the door at every opportunity when Mr. Rooney has spoken since the season's ended. Things like this out in the public while he won't have a conversation with them. You can, only yeah. take, you can only take the high road for so long, right? That, like, that's where I'm getting with all this. We, we know that the Roonies aren't petty. We know that they are, are first class all the way. But, right, maybe you get to a point where you can only take the high road for so long.
0: No, I agree, man. They, it's one of those situations where he is, A B has continually poked the bear this whole offseason. And, I mean, it's unfortunate because I, I think back of just how we got here. And I do feel that some onus does fall on the organization for this, allowing it to build up to this point throughout sure. his career. You know, you, you, when you allow him to have that long of a leash, you, you you get a false sense of how big you truly are, how much you really mean to the team. And I feel like now it's to the point where he feels that he is truly bigger than the organization. You know, can do it themselves. The Rooney's man, they they handle business accordingly. They build them or they release them or they do whatever is necessary. To, to set that precedent that, hey, nobody's going to be bigger than this organization. So I feel like, man, it's only a matter of time before A.B. does one more thing, or it could already be there right now when the Rooney decide to say, you know what, bump that. We're going to deal with like this. We're going to handle it like this. And that's ultimately what I feel like we're all but,
1: see, but if you could put yourself in Ben's shoes, you've had such a good nine years with A.B. to have it all flip so quickly like this. Like, how do you think Ben feels about all this?
0: Yeah, honestly, I could see him feeling a couple of ways. Uh One, he could definitely feel, if I'm Ben, I could definitely see myself being offended by it. But then the other side is like, hey, if I'm Ben, I really don't want to get too mad because I know how awesome this guy's been for my career and the numbers that I've been putting up lately. Sure. So I feel like he could go one or two ways. He could easily, you know, take the offended role, be spiteful to him, or he could take the other approach where he's very... Forgiving and, and, and trying to plead with him to see it's really just going to be up to them in that regard. But I feel like right now, just where AB is, from what we've seen on social media, I feel like he's so beyond the point of reconciliation with anybody within the organization, whoever he is mad with, that I
1: On the Crowley show, uh, suddenly Mozi uh, flying a bit under AB. Um, do you think there's no correlation there? Do you think it, it makes it more likely that Lev could be back, less likely, or, or like I said, do you think it really just they're kind of their own separate issues?
0: Uh, typically I would say it's a separate issue, but because of how everything has played out from a off-the-field standpoint, from a distraction standpoint, from a – when you think of the Steelers organization, instead of you thinking them as the class of the NFL, you're looking at them like, hey, what are the words that's been used? A circus. They they don't have any control of the players, uh, they're, they're the inmates around the asylum. Because of all of these, uh, because of all these perceptions that are being pointed towards the Steelers, I could totally see them completely severing ties with players like that, with players who have contributed to that. So I could totally see now where they might, not want to have him back because they know what that could mean. They know that, hey, he could have some more issues. This could bring some more negative publicity to the team. So with that being said, I mean, I still feel in my heart that he can be back, and I feel like through the transition tag is going to be the best bet. But I definitely feel that it's becoming more likely that he might be gone.
1: You and I spent a good amount of time on ours with Watt, to Juju, to Connor, all three guys in the Pro Bowl last year on just their second year. How big of a step those guys took forward? Or how big of a step those guys took forward in their first to second year? I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. All right, you ready for this? And not. I should clarify. Not like who you would pick. Who you no, think? No, no, who you no, think no, is I don't, I don't more likely?
0: Yeah. I feel like it's going to be James Watson, and here's why. As much as I feel like Terrell Edmonds is the better athlete, I do think. Sometimes defensively, in the secondary, it takes a little bit longer for you to latch on, for you to fully understand and adapt to the speed and just the width of takes an adjustment period. Whereas at the receiver position with James, he, A, doesn't have to be the savior. We know on defense, Terrell has to be the guy. There's going to be some more transition in the back end with Morgan Burnett asking to be released or traded. So when you think about that, that's a lot more pressure on Terrell. With James, he has juju out there. Juju is going to be the number one if A.B. does not return. So with that being said, James' targets are going to go up drastically, but he's still not going to have all the pressure of having to be the guy. Now, if A.B. comes back, now he still is the third receiver. He's still going to have a, a, a ton of favorable matchups. So with that being said, I definitely feel that James is going to take the bigger step next year.
1: A few more questions here for Arthur Moats moatsy it's not not very often that you see a, a Super Bowl-winning quarterback traded, but that's uh, that's what we had this week. Joe Flacco, yeah, yeah. now it won't become official until the, the new league starts right, much, in, in uh, March, March 13th, guess, yeah. right, but mm-hmm. Joe Flacco, an agreement done in principle to send him to Denver. You think he has anything left, or is, is this just John Elway again kind of trying to pin the tail on the donkey with his quarterbacks? <laughs>
0: Well, if you think about the quarterback, carousel that's been in Denver since Peyton Manning left, I do feel like Flacco is probably the best one that they've got to this point. And when you think about the situation that he's going into, he's going to have an elite-level defense out there in Denver. I mean, you know what those passers could do with Von Miller and Chubb. I mean, those guys are top-notch defense. So you're not having to have that concern of, I have to win a shootout. Very similar to the situation he had in Baltimore top-notch defense, your job as quarterback, don't turn the ball over. Now, when you think about Joe Flacco from a quarterback standpoint, though, he still has a ton of arm strength. He still can make all the throws. With him, it's more so just making sure that he's still being as effective as he can be. And I do feel like when you pair him in that situation with, I mean, John Henry, listen, you wanted a Hall of Fame quarterback, someone who's still going to be involved with him. I feel like you will definitely see some improvement. I also think about with Mike Munchak being out there, mm-hmm. that's going to open up the protection for him as well. So, like, so I feel like that's going to benefit him also. And he has Phillip Lindsay, who is a top notch uh, running back as, as a pro bowler, as a rookie. I feel like all of those things in place help Joe's Flacco, Joe Flacco's situation because he's going to have a great defense. They're going to be able to run the ball. And you got to think they, uh, they have the young receiver they just drafted a year ago. Mm-hmm. Who's, like you bring another receiver into that mix out there and now you surrounded Joe in a very favorable situation a very uh advantageous situation for him and I think he could definitely be. man I feel like it'll be Baker just because what Baker can do as a passer right now we already see he's still a top-notch thrower in this league and he's only going to get coaches and two OCs last year as well so this is all going to be I feel like he takes a huge leap. Lamar Jackson, we know what he can do from a running standpoint. We know that the way Baltimore designed that team going into the – once he took over as starting quarterback, how they altered their game plans offensively and defensively to benefit him. I feel like teams will start to catch on to that. Because the, the 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 zone read the, the run pass options that's more gimmicky stuff at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. So when you first see it last year, it was surprising a lot of people. But you saw that second time when the Chargers saw him again in the playoffs, they were adapted to it. They played them a lot better. And I feel like a lot of teams, the more they see it, are going to be a lot better at it. We're going to feel dangerous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> last one for you here, Motsi. Uh a big, another big talking point around NFL circles this week has been Kyler Murray's decision. He said that he's mm-hmm. fully speaking of Valentine's Day. He is fully devoting his heart to <laughs> to, to football, and he's left the Oakland Athletics lonely yeah. on this Valentine's Day.
0: He dumped the A's for football.
1: Football over baseball. The final answer for Kyler Murray. Good decision. Oh man!
0: So from a Upfront money standpoint, from a becoming immediate star standpoint, from becoming a face of an organization standpoint, great decision. You get all as a baseball player as a first, as a first round pick. You're getting four point three three million as the ninth overall pick. Starting NFL quarterback as a rookie, you're five star man. You, you, you're on the private jet. You're gonna be sitting up at the front next to the owners. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're on billboards. You're the face of the organization. If you're in baseball as a first-round pick, you're, you're, you're single-A, double-A, triple-A, you're, you're Greyhound busting it, you're sleeping in hotels that, that might not be up to your standards, the amenities aren't the same, it's just a harder lifestyle when you're first transitioning. Also, from the standpoint of, hey, in football, he, he's hopping right into the game, he's, he's right into these big games, he's praying for something right away. And if he if he burns out, okay, cool, but at least he made it. He already mm-hmm. had the opportunity. In baseball... I mean, he can can play his best, and if it's not good enough, he can never even make it to a major league game. So these are all – it's nothing like baseball. Yeah, wait till
1: that that Bryce Harper contract comes down
0: here. And you're not going to have to worry about the long-term health risks that come with playing football. So from that standpoint, oh, my God, man, like you lost your mind going for football. But when you think about everything that's up front, if we're just looking at it from a a, a four-year window, this is the best decision he could have made. That's operation though.
1: So. Yeah, I'm with you too, and I think so too, Mozi. The last thing I would add is that uh, you've seen it from Tim Tebow. You see it from Russ. Doesn't work out. That doesn't even mean that the baseball window's closed on him. He could still always, oh, he, yeah, he could still always give that uh, another swing, if you
0: will. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, you think about Tebow. He said he hadn't played baseball since high school. And, I mean, now he's what at Triple A right now with yep. the Mets feeder league. So that that window, he definitely uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he exhausted that opportunity to make sure that it was out of his system fully, or he didn't get any more opportunities, and now he switched over to baseball. So it's available, man. It's an option for college. I hope that he's very successful in football because I feel like that's better for the brand. But at the end of the day, man, I just wish nothing but success anyways.
1: Arthur Moats, former Steelers linebacker, and my cat's day with the family, and it was good chatting with you. Thanks for the time, partner.
0: Likewise, man. appreciate you again.
1: Holla- there he goes, Arthur Moats. And as I mentioned, yeah, we're, we're off air right now, but during Steelers season, you can catch us. Euler emotes. We got some exciting stuff planned for now. In about 15, 20 minutes, I penned a Valentine's Day poem to Pittsburgh. First time back in Valentine's Day since I moved away from Pittsburgh in 2015. I will read you, recite you my... Shakespearean poem. I cannot
2: wait for this. I just hope the city doesn't reject you, man.
1: In about fifteen to twenty oh, minutes. Oh man, I will put this out there. Here's a little teaser that I'll give you. It's not terribly oh, long. a line. You're gonna give us a line? No, I don't oh, want to. Okay. I don't want to do that. Oh, but it's not very long. It's it's only if and
2: covers some local colleges as well too. It's a lot to get to in just a couple stanzas.
1: Twenty minutes and in, in about what? I'm trying to do math here, Tom. This isn't good. In about ninety minutes, I'll tell you people what's bothering me. My fellow Yinzer brethren did something last night, and they do something all the time at Penguins games that gets on my nerves. And I'm angry, and I'm not going to take it anymore. But first, let's keep going here with this, this good football talk. We just had a nice conversation there with Arthur Moats, who's, you know what, Tom? He's part of the team now.
2: He's in the building. Our team. Our team. Oh, yeah. Great deadline day acquisition pickup there. Yeah, no doubt. If we ever have, like, flag football matches with any other stations or buildings around the area, Anything. We, uh, yeah, we are we Company runners. softball. Oh, we're front runners right now.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Great waiver wire pickup trade deadline acquisition. I'm not a teammate with, with Lev Bell and Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger and a lot of these guys that we talk about all the time. There was an interesting report. Obviously, we know AB wants out. Uh, that's no secret now, especially as, as the days continue. It becomes more and more obvious as he puts in official trade requests, as he tweets things like he did on Tuesday, that he wants out. Or at least that's what he's decided now. Who knows? He could wake up tomorrow and change his mind. But there was an interesting report that came out in Quarterback, which is a, how do I want to word this, Tom? It's like an entity of Sports Illustrated. Is that the right way to well put done, it? Well done, yes. Yeah. Monday Morning Quarterback is an entity of Sports Illustrated, so it's not like it's just some, some random blog. They are affiliated with Sports Illustrated. And what he reported today was, hasn't talked to any important member of Steelers brass since the end of the season. And he thinks that all of these things, kind of like I was talking about there with Motsy, have led the Steelers to, for lack of a better term, maybe dig their feet in a little bit. And that's where, I I touched on this a little bit with Moats, but that's where I am now too. Uh, I thought it was, pardon me, post-season, Mr. Rooney did a few local interviews. He did a few national interviews. He had every opportunity to 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 bury AB, to throw shade at AB, to say some not-so-nice things about AB. And all he did was stay very level-headed. The Steelers took the high road. Has been go low. That's it. It's, it's, a, it's an Instagram post every day. It's a different tweet every day. It's him in a 49ers jersey. It's him asking people where he should play next year, as if he's a free agent, as if he can even, he's tr- hes trying to hinder his trade value to the point where the Steelers aren't going to get anything in return for him anyway, so they might as well just let him go so that he can dictate where he wants to go. Uh, man, forget that. You could, I said it the most, you can only take the high ground for so long. If I'm the Steelers now, and I know that I'm probably not going to get the return that a, a player with the caliber and the accomplishments and the talent of Antonio Brown, and it was still, what, two, three years left on his contract, you know that the return is probably not going to be up to par for what you would expect in a normal situation. So if you're not going to get a first or a second or a third round, if, if it's going to end up being a late-round draft pick, something conditional, something like that, uh, I, I, I would almost be the bad guy if I were the Steelers. I, I would almost... Not take the high road. I would trade him to an NFC team. The time you would see him in playoffs would be in the Super Bowl. Uh, it just... It, it's It's annoying to see... A.B. reminds me of the athlete who... And we all went to high school with this guy. We, we all knew this guy. Who that's gone on despite every opportunity for Mr. Rooney and Mr. Colbert and Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger and everybody that's tried to extend an olive branch to AB, he's continually spit in their face. And so, where in the world to send Antonio Brown, Tom, because I don't want to pull off for, for cap reasons. I don't want to see him in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey and... He would have, and that offensive line, I think. But he would that have, would be
2: better than any of the AFC options.
1: It would, but I'll tell you this: if he goes
2: to Philadelphia, he's having success. Yeah, well, I think he's going to have success pretty much anywhere he goes. He's one of the best wide receivers. Do you though? Yeah, I do. I believe that. I, I think he will have success anywhere. Buffalo? Yeah, sure. Why not?
1: Miami? Yeah, why not? He's never caught a pa- touchdown pass in the NFL from a quarterback not named Ben
2: Roethlisberger. Yeah, but you could say that about a lot of wide receivers. You could have said that about Jerry Rice before Joe Montana left and Steve Young stepped in, you know what I mean? Like, I think A.B.'s a great wide receiver, oh, so I think he'll be good anywhere he goes. I, I agree might, with that. It might drop off a little bit when Jock. So I think A.B. will still make a name for himself in the NFL, but I think you're spot on with the fact that the Steelers need to dig their feet in here, and it's not that far-fetched to think A.B.'s trying to get cut or trying to diminish his trade value to go to a team like the Patriots or force his way to San Francisco because we all know he wants to go to San Francisco. So, you, like you said, you've taken the high road a lot with A.B. Yeah. This isn't really taking the low road with right. him either. Business is business. Exactly. And Albert Breer saying, you know, the Steelers are going to be picky where they send him. I don't know if picky p- picky's the right word. It's more responsible in my mind because you can't really justify sending him into the division. And you can't justify him sending him to Indianapolis or New England or anybody who's going to be a contender in the AFC next year. So, I agree with you. It's time for the Steelers to, you know, they've made a little bit of a concession towards him they've, for a first-round pick. Not a couple. You're not going to get a couple first-round picks.
1: You know how I would love—it's not going to happen, but how I would love the NFC for a high second-round draft pick, right? I'm talking like one of the first five or six picks Mm -hmm. in the second round. Like We're talking like pick like 32 to 40, you know what I mean, in that range. And they draft wide receiver from Oklahoma— Hollywood Brown, AB's cousin, with the pick they used to
2: trade him away. And he wears eighty four.
1: That's my perfect he scenario. Wears the same if,
2: if if I was God and I could pull the strings and have this all play out, a certain value has gone way down. And yes, the talent deserves first round, maybe two first round picks, but you're not going to get a first round pick because of the antics off the field and the headache that he seems to cause. If you're the Patriots. Wouldn't you just float your first round pick towards the Steelers and be like, hey, first round pick for AB? No one else is going to offer you this because they'd be crazy. We're crazy to do this. And the Steelers have offering third round picks, maybe a high second round pick, but they never want to go into that first round because of the headache that he could present to their team. I float that first round pick out there and say, hey, I know it's late, but there's a first rounder for you if you want it.
1: You know that there were some. Do you see those rumors involving the Patriots today? Yeah, they have
2: a lot of picks, six in the top 100. And who
1: they might be interested in acquiring? Lee Enamored with Kyler Murray and wants to take him in the draft.
2: Get his new Jimmy G in there. How about that, Tom? That'd be wild. Do you think Brady would be a fan of that? No, I don't. Absolutely not. Not, not. at all,
1: because in his mind, he's playing for another four years. Four years. He's
2: like, even if Belichick comes to me and he says, look, five years down the line, we're going to switch over to Rosen. Brady's going to be like, five years down the line, I'm going to be winning my 10th Super Bowl. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Last one for you here, Thomas, before we, for, for one, Nick Foles.
2: Mm, no, because I think Nick Foles is that much better than Joe Flacco right now. I think everybody who really has a sense about football, except for, I guess, John Elway, realizes that Flacco's kind of over the hill. Yeah. And I think one of the most interesting things to come out of that trade, and I think Crowley retweeted this yesterday, past few years are almost identical. So they Hmm. basically just traded for an older Case They got
1: rid of Case Keenum. Who has pedigree,
2: kind of. They got a Case Keenum with some pedigree. With a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, exactly. So... I don't think it's going to dampen the Nick Foles. I still think Foles is going to get a number 1 pick. I mean,
1: yeah, if Alshon Jeffrey kicks it's a that ball. a good
2: pass. I mean, it wasn't a great Eagles pass, could have was kind of found in, in his the Super Bowl. bowl in in season. So I, that's why I think Nick Foles, I, you know, with Joe Flacco, everybody kind of recognizes he's on that downward spiral. And I think people with Foles, the sense is he's still got, like, four years of prime left in his tank. So let's go and maybe offer a first or second round pick for him. Who is the
1: Who's the better combination of fantastic player,
2: horrible front office coach guy. How about <laughs> went way off the board on you, but it's true. I mean, what is he doing in Charlotte? I mean, Charlotte's never good. Wayne Gretzky might have been the worst Wayne coach was really in, history,
1: in NHL history.
2: Another one that's up there is Patrick Waugh. He had one good year with the Avs coaching them, but good then call. he just went right in the tank, and they're such a young team, so they should have been good for a while, now they're finally back on track, easy as they think it's You might have be. just
1: picked out the Mount Rushmore. Gretzky, Waugh, Jordan, and um, who was the other guy that I said? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's not, he's not <laughs> oh, John, Elway. John, John Elway. John Elway. Those four of your Mount Rushmore, of, they were amazing at playing, and they're terrible now on the other side. But
2: Elway has the ring, so that's the only thing that's different. True. And he built the defense, which is bizarre. It's almost like he knows what quarterbacks don't want to face, but he just can <laughs> Next, it's three-question Thursday of a three-pack of
1: outside-of-the-box sports questions for Tom and I and you to dissect. And also, my poem that I penned to Pittsburgh after having moved home for being gone for four years. It's Valentine's Day. It's got me feeling some type of way. We'll get to that next. Wesley Euler in for Adam.
2: This is The Crowley Show. So much. Will Greer is awesome. Yeah, I'll get on my knees for Will Greer. Adam
0: Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Oh, yes! Adam Crowley!
1: In the summer of 2015, I moved away from Pittsburgh to Youngstown, Ohio. I worked for a hockey team there for about a year and a half, and then I moved to Philadelphia for about two and a half years where I worked in radio in Philly. I moved home end of July, early August. It didn't really feel like till the end of August because I was out in Latrobe for training camp for like three and a half weeks right when I came. And, and I'm, not a big, I'm not a big holiday guy in general. And this is a made-up holiday, and so it is a, it's a Hallmark holiday, holiday. And I'm fortunate enough. I'm married, and my wife is. She's very low maintenance. She's not one of those frilly type of you know everything has to be an Instagram moment type of, <laughs> of people. You know, it's one of the things that I love most about her. Hopefully, funny. Hopefully, you guys will get a kick out of this. That I could do that kind of relates to Valentine's Day. That you know wouldn't be a a typical oh what you do? Do you cook dinner on Valentine's Day? Or do you go out to dinner? It wouldn't be your typical Valentine's <laughs> Day type conversation. Although I will ask a cliched question or two of Tom here in a couple
2: minutes. Oh, come on.
1: When we get to three question Thursday. But I woke up this morning, and I was thinking about the show, and laying out the show, and I thought, you know what might be a good idea in my life before I moved away? So here we go. Here is my poem to Pittsburgh. I pinned this this morning, wow. all, all on the spot.
2: You woke up with some inspiration, I woke man. up with some
1: inspiration. You know what, Tom? I think I need some more inspiration. Okay. What do you um, need? Do you have any, like... Uh- Oh, I hear the pianos. This is perfect. Is that what you want? Exactly okay, what all, right. all right, poem time. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is the Pittsburgh poem by Wesley Euler, written Thursday, the fourteenth of February. Penned Thursday, the fourteenth of February. Thursday, the fourteenth of February, two thousand nineteen. Roses are red. Classic. A B's time in Pittsburgh is dead. <gasps> Whiner. I'm looking all the way across the country at you, Forty Nine er. who knows what will happen to one Levy and Bell but let us all pray that he doesn't end up in New England with those minions of hell Ben needs to stop throwing INTs this we all know but please get that jag off Morgan Burnett off the team he's got to go now all that's left to do is wait for decisions from Mr. Rooney AB posted what on his Instagram? Wow, he's a loony. Pitchers and catchers reported this week as Basper or Machado. Yeah, right. I've got a better chance of dating Demi Lovato. WV hoops? Really bad this season. But hey, they beat Pitt in Kansas, and that was awfully pleasing. It's been 15,000. 969 days since the Flyers last won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, that doesn't rhyme with anything. I just wanted to laugh at the Flyers. Sidney Crosby, God, he's so good. He would. In just three days, he vanquished McDavid and Carter Hart. So watch the throne, you peasants. Another Stanley Cup run is about to get its start.
2: I also just liked when you went super yinzer and uh, were like, except for Morgan Burnett, get him off the team! And then didn't rhyme with anything, and then he just went back (laughs) into the poem.
1: That's what I had to do, you know? Get him off the team. There's many leaders. Keep Morgan Burnett off the team. I mean, seriously. I mean, seriously. What's wrong with that guy? I don't know. He's got the audacity to ask for a trade when he missed, like, what, four of the first five games this year? Yeah, the line was Ben needs to stop throwing INTs. This we all know. But please get that jag off Morgan Burnett off the team. He's got to go. Oh, it did rhyme. That's a very, I feel like he's got to go is a very, it's more Yenzer
2: than we know. Yeah, but they make got to go one word. Yeah, got to go
1: questions for you on this Thursday. Uh, One's Valentine's related. The other two are sports related. Uh, But they're kind of, you know, I like, we like to ask inquisitive, thought-provoking questions, most of which relate to the sports world. But like I said, one of these is a Valentine's. So what do you want? You want the sports first? Give me
2: sports first, but just a fair warning. We don't do well with inquisitive and thought-provoking here on the Crowley Show. So tread lightly in this.
1: I forgot I was the one who went to WVU, yes. the, the Distinguished Academic Institution. Alright, first one here, and this is something that I've briefly discussed. In two weeks, less than two weeks, I'm going to be out in Indianapolis for the Combine. Yes, you are. On Tuesday, February 26th, there are two Division I basketball Yes. yes. And Indiana University hosts ranked Whisker. A couple other factors that play in this. From our hotel, Butler's Barn is only like an eight or nine minute Uber. Real easy. Wow. So there would be able to be alcohol involved. Where's Freedom Hall? It's about a 50 minute drive, and I would uh-huh. have to take a company car, which means that obviously I would be doing no drinking.
2: But you're planning on going to one of these games. But I'm going to you're one going of You're going to go to one oh, of these games. Oh, for sure. I mean,
1: there are two historic college basketball venues. What else am I going
2: to do in Indianapolis by myself on a Tuesday Trust night? Trust me, there's nothing to do in Indianapolis. Exactly, except there. for his- visit historic basketball only venues. only thing you're going to do there... Based on my experiences, drink a lot of beer with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. Yep. you're going to get lost in the skywalk. Oh, you've because been that there That place is so crazy. That's where. That's what I think. It's I'm such get an easy there. drive. It's, you can it's,
1: get, I can take uh, an you Uber. Get I don't you have to worry about it. The tickets. Now, granted, tickets are relatively actually cheap for both.
2: Um, but
0: cheap, really, but cheaper, cheaper for, for, Butler? for Butler, of course. Oh,
1: dude, uh, I'm talking like decent upper deck tickets for nine bucks for Butler
2: for Butler. Yeah. So I would even splurge maybe a little bit and get right? a lower level, right? and get the full experience. Plus, Butler-Providence. It's pretty, uh, Old school. for mid-major, that's a pretty heavy match. Yeah. Go Butler. Go to Hinkle.
1: You know what stinks is that they're, playing, they're hosting again the next week that we're not there, and it's Nova in town.
2: Butler and Nova? Yeah, well, which would have been, been awesome. That would have made the decision so easy. Go see one of Jay Wright in his 30 million fabulous suits. But Butler and Providence, forgive my ignorance if I'm wrong, they probably have an outside shot at getting into the tournament this year. And I'm only saying that because every year they have Providence, yes.
1: I think Butler sh- Butler's, Butler's bad like, this year. They're like... 13 and 11 or something. I'm coming. Yeah. Uh, can Gordon Hayward be there too, please? <laughs> Actually. Three question Thursday. Question number two for Thomas Offerman, for the listening audience. If you want to chime in on these, you can get at us on Twitter at Wesley Euler and at ButtonPusher970, right? There you go. Is there a better job in the world than to be a fired head coach or manager of a sport team? Absolutely. But you say that because I have two examples here, Tom and Charlie and Weiss e. is one Weiss of them. Charlie Weiss has got to
2: be one of them. He's one of the most famous ones.
1: What if I told you that not only was Charlie Weiss still cashing checks from Notre Dame, Kansas too? He's right? also uh, still cashing checks from the University of
2: Kansas. How is that possible? Like, once he took the Kansas job, don't you think the Notre Dame should be able to get out of that? Like, don't you think legally, yes. like they should be like Notre Dame, you don't have to pay him anymore? It's yes. kind of like whenever you get divorced and then you get remarried, you don't. Not have to no, no, I didn't get divorced in my first twenty-four years of life. The
1: report came out this week that Manchester United paid Jose Mourinho twenty five million dollars not to twenty five million euros, which is more than twenty five million dollars, not to coach
2: the team. Wow, dude, that's the gig that I want. Dude, you just got paid vacation for ever for life. Contracts get bought out, and the uh, the the phrasing used is they're paying him X amount of dollars to not play for them. I always love when people turn that phrase, like instead of being like, "Oh, he got fired," he's getting paid this while he's. He's owed, he's owed that much it's always he's getting paid 25 million dollars to not coach here like that you're so bad at coaching it's worth 25 million dollars to send you that to LLA. get you out yeah. of here
1: yeah that's like the whole uh stallings right 22 it's like every time the penguins play the maple leafs they're like oh well the the maple Leafs played phil kessel 1.2 million dollars a year to win back-to-back stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> appreciate it all right last one for you here tom and this is the uh this is the kind of cheesy one and it has to be a famous person, all right. So it can't be Emma, your lovely girlfriend. Guy or girl? I mean, buddy, my answer is probably John Mayer. So I knew you were going to go with a guy. I knew you
2: were going to go with a guy. No,
1: my actual answer is Rihanna. Rihanna? Yeah, I love her.
2: It's a pretty good one. That's a pretty classic one too. And I think mine's pretty classic too. If I'm going to go there, it's probably Jen Aniston. Ooh, f- she the,
1: just turned fifty this week. The fine
2: wine of the. Do uh, so you can the get the fiftieth birthday
1: party and the Valentine? Oh, day.
2: what else? What a celebration we would have. Coming up day I, over thirty. It's actually not cool anymore. Like it used to be awesome, but now it's like okay, red flags all over the What's place. What's going on? Yeah, something something's up there. You're cheating. She's a steroid user. I'm pretty sure. She's the Barry Bonds of actresses. Coming up
1: next, we will get back into some hockey topics. A whole bunch of pucks flying around last night at the PPG Paints Arena. I was there in about 20 minutes on Jack Johnson and on the um looming trade deadline here and if he thinks the penguins could make any other moves and also i've been teasing at around 6 40 i will tell you what's bothering me about my fellow yinzer brethren as it relates to attending penguins games rolling along here on the crowley show wesley Euler in for adam you are listening to the crowley show